Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Feminine Way podcast. My name is Dika. I'm a feminine embodiment teacher, and that means I help women reclaim their feminine wisdom and power back. In this episode, I talk about the Sunday rule in which me and my partner sleep apart on Sundays to keep our relationship passionate and healthy. I explain the concept of polarity, which is key in order to keep the spark alive, not only in your relationship, but also anywhere else in your life. I talk about the benefits of being proactive instead of reactive and explain how to get a man to lead you more and take control. So I would say grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Okay, hello, hello. I'm recording this podcast on a Monday morning and specifically on what happened this Monday morning got me inspired to sit down and record this podcast episode for you. So on Monday mornings, I wake up by myself in my own room and that doesn't maybe sound super special, but <laughs> I live together with my partner Modestus in a beautiful house here in Bali and I have my own room and so sometimes we sleep separately um, not all the time but we have this rule where on Sunday night is separate night basically in the sense of I sleep in my own room he sleeps in the master bedroom has his own space there and we yeah take our own space now this is something that is really really important for me and also for our relationship and it has inspired me to record this podcast because this Monday morning when we reconnected, we were so bubbly, so alive, so in love, so flirty with each other. We made beautiful love. There was so much attraction, so much spark. And exactly this is why we sleep apart. Now, this is called polarity, creating creating polarity basically in your relationship, creating this spark. So when I say the term polarity, what that means is basically you create this magnetic attraction again into your relationship. And this is something that you can consciously cultivate. So sometimes we get into a relationship and it's this initial attraction and there's so much passion and you must have experienced this. And at some point in your life, that kind of slowly fades away and you're kind of like just going with the flow and life takes over and you start doing life together. And then before you know it, there's like less lovemaking, there's less attraction, less spark. Now, the reason for this being is that because initially when you met, you were completely your own being and you met this other person and then there was this spark. So basically because you were in your own polarity, in your own center and that person also that created this attraction so basically opposite sides of the magnet could attract each other and that's how you met that's how there was yummy attraction and passion and juice going on now the more you spend time together often what happens is that that slowly starts to melt and merge because yes you want to melt and merge that's also part of our nature uh, we want to become one with ourselves within ourselves with an other it feels so beautiful to unite and have that intimacy and let these two opposite energies come together in this bliss bubble of love which is freaking amazing and over time it can cause the dynamics to it can cause the dynamics kind of move out of balance so with everything in life there's always the magic word of balance if you do too much of one thing you yeah you slowly lean out out of balance and then you'll have to 
connect more to the other side to come back to balance. And so this goes also with this sense of coming together and uniting and being in this beautiful one space with each other of intimacy and love. Now, in order to keep cultivating that and not switch out of balance where you just become one bubble of something where you basically both lose yourself. And so this is often something I hear, but also something I have experienced is this sense of losing yourself in a connection, in a relationship. And this is actually what happened in my previous partnership after being together for four and a half, five years and not being aware of any of these topics. I came out of that partnership feeling feeling so locked up and feeling so lost. Um, I didn't really know who I was anymore. And this really scared me and I made a promise to myself and if I ever end up in a partnership again, I need my own room um, or I want my own space. But initially I was even doubting if I could ever do a relationship again because I'm like, I, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of losing myself. And so it's also something I hear maybe you resonate with is this fear of, of losing yourself. And the only way to not lose yourself is to keep connecting and coming back to your own center, to keep connecting with yourself and mainly with your body, with this sense of like, hey, I'm home, I'm here. Now, in a relationship, in order to keep the relationship healthy, but also to keep that spark alive, it's key that you have moments where you come together, create intimacy, create depth and depth of connection so you can go deeper into the relationship, but also have moments where you kind of, take your own space so you can keep cultivating your own your own energy your own center to keep doing also what you are really here meant to do and then from that space meet again and then there's always more attraction and and yumminess and juiciness around the corner now this is something as I mentioned before that you can actually cultivate and actually it's key to cultivate because if you would just go with the the flow of it and just being like yeah we just spend all this time together then yeah as I just mentioned that pattern kicks in where at some some point down the line you're like fuck we barely make love anymore uh I don't know really know who I am or who this person is we're now just doing life together we're just mainly talking we're not really being in the relationship anymore together this is another concept that often happens is that initially it's all all about like having these dates and these moments of life together where you don't take your phone and you enjoy whatever you're on you're fully present with this person and often what start a pattern that starts to happen is that at some point yeah it's like you it starts to become less special you start to become less present you take it for granted and then um, the quality of connection goes down and it starts to be more a head-to-head connection where you talk about things where you discuss things where you communicate where you do things like do life together making sure all the practical things are there but you forget about actually the intimacy and you forget about what your relationship but in general life is really about and that's just really enjoying it being in the moment, taking a breath, soaking that in. <sighs> that, that is something that you can practice. That is something you will have to practice with yourself, um, whether you're in a relationship or not, to actually stay fulfilled in life. And so this is where um, really connecting to your feminine essence becomes really key too. So, but to go back for a moment to this, this concept of, of polarity 
and what was happening in my own personal life when me and Marissa's just moved in. So we moved in all lovey-dovey. Uh, we want to live together. Amazing. We found this beautiful place. Let's do this. There were two bedrooms, so I was really excited about that. But what we basically didn't do was really consciously take a decision. Hey, who goes into that second bedroom? What are we doing with it? It was kind of like a mutual space. Um, and at the same time, I did have this concept of wanting to have my own space to sleep at night, but then it can be very difficult because you're you're just so in love with this person and you just want to spend time together that like, why would I take a night to myself? It feels, uh, it feels a little heartbreaking or a little like, uh, like I don't want to do this. We're in such a beautiful space. And so it can in that sense be a little difficult. So we kind of went with the flow there. And then what started to happen is that basically only when we got into some sort of fight or some sort of discussion or kind of this sense of disconnect between the two of us, we basically had our limit, our max of each other's presence and energy, then something kind of would blow up, disconnect would be created, and that's when we decided to sleep apart. But what happened because of that is that sleeping apart started to feel like a punishment. It started to feel like like this this bad thing because we are in a bad place now. So that's why we're sleeping apart because we're not connected with each other. And so it did not feel good whatsoever. And it didn't do, yeah, basically what it started creating is this anxious pattern, this like fear around taking our space and being, doing our own thing instead of that being celebrated. Because again, if you want to be in a healthy relationship, um, it's so key that you keep doing you and that you are confident in who you are and that you are excited about the things that you really feel passionate about. And so basically that started not being celebrated in our relationship. And yeah, like luckily we were aware of it and, and started to kind of play around with, okay, how can we, can we shift this? Because we keep, kept coming, bumping into the same issue of like having discussions about us taking space, doing that in different ways, having different needs around it. And so I realized really coming back to myself, I'm like, what is important to me? And I'm like, oh yeah, I want my own space. I need my own space. Now also what's interesting because I started reading more and diving more into human design, I can highly recommend that too. And specifically also the human design of us to get together and in the sense of looking at his design versus my design, design and how that interacts and impacts each other. And so one, one topic is like we have a different emotional um, how do you call that? An emotional center. Mine is an open emotional center and his is filled. Now, and I started reading about um, the dynamic that gets created if people are in a relationship with that kind of constellation and what that does. And I read about it. I'm like, oh my God, that's so what's happening. That's so the discussions that we're having. That's so how I feel. And I realized again, oh yeah, what's really important for me with an open emotional center, because what I tend to do is take in his emotions a lot and amplify it and I become it while often they're not per se my thing but then I become I amplify the emotion so I suddenly become super emotional about something which kind of shocks him it shocks me I feel like I'm not myself anymore and it was very confusing and so one of the tips recommended and that sparked this like oh this is the promise I made to myself I need my own space I need some sort of space where I can come and be by myself and check in like, who am I again? What is mine? What is not mine? What am I shutting, letting go? Who do I, like, what is my my core essence? Can I tune into that, connect to that? And so we decided that this uh, second bedroom in which I'm actually recording this podcast right now, 
is going to be my, my space so I can have my own own space here in the house. And also this is then my bedroom. So if we sleep apart, instead of that being like, ah, now we're angry, you go sleep there. Or maybe he slept there. I slept in the bedroom. Like it was always kind of messy, never knew what was going to happen. It was always painful and hurtful. It's like, no, this is your room. You go sleep there. And also what we're adding is... I proposed that I'm like I think because I knew it was a good idea to have space and to sleep nights apart because it's just it's just important it's just important to be in your own energy so you can really feel who you are and connect from that space again instead of being this like merge ball of all these things and kind of being this like oh like I don't know blah 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 blah, blah kind of feeling and so also what I realized is, yeah, I struggled. I could tell my intuition often gave me a kick of like, I think it's a good idea to sleep apart. But then I always struggled to follow up on that um, because I'm like, yeah, I got distracted and it's like, oh, but we're so in love and we're so connected and it feels so amazing. Like, why is my intuition now sh sharing like sleep maybe a night apart? Well, the only thing really I want to do is just cuddle up and be held and make love to this person. And so that's kind of like, mind versus body uh struggle kicked in and i would give in often too much to my to my mind but always what happened is that then a few days later we got into a fight and again that pattern happened of like and then we slept apart we took our space and then we could come back together because we were recharging our own energy so i'm like okay how can i make this easier for myself and this is one of the things I just really like doing in life is like creating experiments, just trying things out for the sake of trying it out, play around instead of taking everything super heavy and seriously. And this comes really from my innovation management background, where basically uh, what we did with with companies and what we integrated back into this big organizations that are stuck in their rules, their hierarchies and stuff like that is just tiny experiments, tiny little projects of innovation, of creating something new for the sake of trying it out, for the sake of bringing this new, fresh, alive energy back into something that is fixed, fixed. And so this is something that is key also to keep your relationship alive. Um, so you can play out all these different things and different experiments. And instead of being like, this is the golden rule and this is how it always needs to be, just realize that that's not how life works. Life is not a fixed thing. It's not like now you got the solution and this will stay the same like always. Like I love this quote of like the only certainty in life is uncertainty. So the only thing you can be sure of is that things are going to be uncertain, that things are going to be changing. Things are constantly moving, flowing and changing. So anyways, what I did this experiment, I'm like, I told him, what about we just have a fixed day in the week and that's our sleeping apart day. Um, and of course, we can take more nights to ourselves. So, for example, often when I'm this is another kind of uh, rule or no, experiment that I have with myself is when I'm bleeding when I'm having my period I prefer to sleep by myself the first two nights or so because then I can be fully soaked into my energy and fully connect to to my intuition to setting intentions for the upcoming cycle for the upcoming month it's often this the the time of the month where I get a lot of new insights and kind of you can call them downloads or ideas on like what is next where am I heading um and so being in my own space, in my own energy, it makes sure that it's not mixed up with someone else. So something I highly recommend as well, if you're on your period, really go inwards, create this safe bubble of your own energy, preferably sleep apart if possible. And again, when I say these things, it's like, don't feel bad if you don't do that. Or like, because 
in the past year and a half of me and Modestus being together, uh, there's been many times where I didn't follow up, follow up on that rule. But again, rule, I do that between, how do you say that, quote, quote, fingers. Um, and uh, sometimes it worked great. Other times I could tell it was like the days after I could feel I needed my own space. And it's like, don't just don't be too hard on yourself, basically that. <laughs> but at the same time, do commit the things, do show up, do try out, like do try to listen to your intuition to your body as much as possible because it will always lead you to a way better reality and outcome and I can only know that because I have messed up and not done that many times as well fell down got back up and tried it again a different way so keep experimenting keep playing around anyways to come back so I came up with this idea what about Sunday night to make it easier on both of us so we don't have to like um discuss or because what what also would happen is that at some point I would feel I'm like okay a night a, a part would be good I sleep in my own bedroom but then I f- would feel awkward and get really uncomfortable in the way I would share that and I would share it in such a way that actually would hurt him he got really confused and thought he would did something wrong and I didn't even know why I was so awkward around it so it was just a little messy so Sunday night sleeping a separately night uh, and we tried that out for the past few months and still trying it out. And it it works really well for us. Um, and yeah, basically we did that last night. Um, and initially he's like, oh yeah, I'm going like, to go to bed. And he was like, oh yeah, c- I'll come and cuddle you. And I'm like, it's Sunday night, babe. Um, I'll be in this bedroom. He's like, oh, oh yeah. So then I won't, I won't, but I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> and so super cute. And I asked him actually to tuck me in super cute as well. And uh, then this morning, yeah, waking up and he just comes running into my bedroom and jumps on me and is like all cuddly and we're all like smushy and just wanting to like feel super attracted to each other. And and it's super special to, to feel that. Um, and yeah, specifically on what a few things that I would love to to share on this or a few questions, uh, reflection questions for yourself as well. And this can be with anything in your life, but are you proactive in your life or are you mainly reactive in your life? Um, And so what I mean with that is you can wait until something blows up when something is really necessary and then you start acting. That is basically reacting. So something shows up into your life and then you respond to that in some sort of way. You react to it. Um, And basically in that way, you become in a way a slave to whatever is happening and presenting itself to you. So for example, a way I see this often happen is with women in burnouts. Um, It's like they're waiting until the burnout happens and then there's a lot of change happening. Now, this is in general how a lot of humans tend to move in life. And this is how this, yeah, humans keep evolving is basically because of these things, like something massive happens and then finally we see the need to change. So we'll have to adapt. And we're very adaptive of humans as humans. We can change. And especially as women as well, one of your superpowers is actually to change and adapt. You naturally, your body takes all these different flavors during the time span of a month if you work and if you have your natural cycle, your natural menstruation cycle. You're basically four different seasons, four different women in the time span of a month. So your superpower is adaptiveness in that sense. 
Now, are you, if you're mainly being reactive, what I said, you become a slave to whatever is happening and then only you start moving um, and start, and then often it's a big thing, it's heavy, and therefore you start seeing change as something scary, as something to resist, because basically the only times you change, it, it was necessary and there was something painful linked to it, something that you didn't like, and that's why you had to change. Um, and that creates this, this, memory in your system that change is bad that change is scary that change is heavy um, and that only kind of feeds into this downward spiral of you becoming more and more stuck in things because you're going to start resisting more change you're going to start trying to trying to shy away trying to ignore as much as possible because you're really afraid of change and that only backs itself up that you're supposed to be afraid of change because again anytime you have to change it's because something bad happens something is really terribly wrong etc now you can decide that route of life uh, or you can start to be more proactive which means that basically it means that you listen to your intuition and just start moving whenever you feel the intuitive call that you need to start moving that something needs to change and you dare to feel the resistance dare to feel the fear and you just do it anyways now this path gets you to a life of an upward spiral basically where life starts to become better and better and better and easier and easier and easier and more effortless because you listen because you flow you go into you decide to flow instead of decide to decide to put energy in resisting and so being proactive means that for example in your relationship with this sleeping apart on Sundays and sometimes we add more nights or me taking like nights apart when I'm bleeding like the first few months that that is happening if you would not do that so if you would just sleep apart uh, sleep together all the time and um, also during your during your cycle etc um, nothing is wrong like you're in love there's passion there's attraction until something disappears and then you're like shit where did it go now I have a problem um, that is again the reactive way of life now if you're being proact proactive you learn about these concepts you understand the dynamics of masculine feminine you understand how relationships work you understand how you work how your body works how you as a woman works and then from that space you flow with life you work together with life you work together with your intuition you work together to play with that to experiment with that to actually make it only um come more and more alive and specifically in your relationship so one of the things i recommend is consciously taking time always for self-care time apart um to create that i think sometimes somewhere i read once they called a couple called it like a polarity break or something uh, which I like that term in the sense of, yeah, taking a break apart of some sort to create again that polarity, basically to really come back to your essence in order for that spark and for you to really be able to be present again together in intimacy and in connection. And yeah, being proactive, not only in relationships, but anywhere else in life um, is something I can highly recommend. So ask yourself that question. Are you being proactive or reactive in life? And yeah, why are you choosing one or the other? And are you wanting to maybe shift and be just more proactive? And also look at what areas are you tend to be more proactive and where do you tend to be more reactive? Often where we tend to be more reactive, there's most fear, there's most vulnerability, there's also most growth to gain. Um, and so one of the keys here in making being proactive easier is actually being connected to your feelings and to your emotions. So the more you're able to feel, to embody emotions, 
the easier it will be to be actually proactive. So in the sense of the more you can listen to your feeling, um, because often listening to our feeling is counterintuitive to our mind. So as I sh shared before, my body could tell, hey, I need a, a night apart. My mind would say, but, 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 all these things. And, um, and for me to listen to my intuition and drop these stories, I had to feel for a moment this like, okay, this, this kind of separation. It's a tiny separation of like, okay, I'm taking space apart. I'm moving away from you for a moment, but not from a place of pain, but from a place of love. But still that makes me feel a little vulnerable. And if I'm afraid of feeling, if I'm afraid of emotions, if I'm afraid of tuning into this vulnerability, then what tends to happen is I listen more to my mind. That's like, but, but, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's a little easier. For now, it seems the easier solution. It's basically like a short-term fix, but long-term, you're actually only creating more struggles for yourself. Um, so yeah, that is that's one question. And um, a few things I would love to... Okay, let me breathe for a moment. <laughs> I wrote some things down here and there's a few more things I wanna share, but let's take a breath here. In through your nose and out. Let's do that again. Deep inhale. And exhale. So letting all these words, maybe insights, inspiration, just sink into your body. Okay. Last thing I want to tap into is um, dynamic I often see happening in the women that I work with. And that is this sense of I want my man to take control more. I feel like I'm always in charge, like I'm leading. Basically, the woman being more in her masculine polarity and the man more in his feminine polarity. Um, and like if we're talking about the concept of polarity, basically you want to be in opposite polarities in order to, to have attraction. But that means you want to be in the polarity that is natural to yourself, natural to your body. In general, that means if you're a woman, it's your feminine polarity that you wants to be that you want to be in. If you're a man, you want to be in your masculine polarity. And so then you come together as men and women from you being in your feminine, he being in his masculine, you being in his receptive space, he being in his natural giving space. Um, and that's very fulfilling. You get to surrender, you get to receive, you get to be in bliss and ecstasy and pleasure. You get to dance around. He is more just like strong masculine, being present, uh, being able to hold you in all your different flavors, uh, being this, this sense of direction, this super sexy, like, hey, I know what we're doing. You just follow along. You get to follow and, and flow and he gets to lead you wherever. That is often a deep feminine longing is this, this longing of, of wanting to surrender, being led. And often men, they feel really confident and really empowered when they get to lead and when they get to take you on things and what you're, when you're following along. Now, what I see happening is that a lot of women in their relationship are in the masculine polarity more and the men are actually more feminine. So for example, actually it played out in my previous relationship quite a bit too, where I tended to, I tend to be the, Tended? Yeah, I tended to be the one that was um, proposing things that are trying to make plans. I was planning and organizing our holiday that was um, being aware of all these things and, and asking that he would do this and this and this and that and like more in control. 
and he became more and more feminine kind of following along I was just happy with me taking care of so many things and over time that would make me just freaking pissed off and my feminine would be like fuck like creating resentment of like you're not being the man in a way and and like I want you to lead me I want you to take control um I was also struggling with orgasms and that's where often I had this thought of like I need this this masculine men that can just take control so I can surrender and have all these orgasms. Um, and so in this pattern where in, in the woman starts leaning more into a, a masculine, then um, basically the more and more you drop into your masculine, the more and more you push him into his feminine. Um, and so you then start to be unfulfilled. You start saying things like, as I just mentioned, like I want him to lead more. Uh, I want him to take control. I just want to surrender. I am doing all the things. And at the same time, what's happening is, yeah, as I mentioned, you start building resentment. Um, this is like, because this is not where you belong. So basically the more you get into your masculine and you basically are moving more and more away from your feminine essence, from your feminine nature, you start to be less and less fulfilled. Now, instead of what I see women do, drop back into their feminine, they often don't know the route back. They don't, or they have never even been taught how to be in their feminine, how to relate from their feminine. Um, but instead of identifying that pattern, dropping back into your feminine, and that invites him to drop more into his masculine, women often start to, as I said, build resentment and then they become whiny, they become naggy, they start complaining, you start judging him, uh, you start bringing your man down. Basically, you start pointing out where he's not being a man and with that, you disempower them and emasculate him. So maybe you've heard ever of that term, emasculating men. And so that's what a lot of women are doing these days because we're in a way being taught to be the strong, independent woman, but we're not being taught to be a strong, independent woman, like actually a woman connecting to our feminine nature and power and essence. No, we're being taught to be a strong, independent woman, basically strong, independent men in, in the shape of a woman's body. Um, and so that's very emasculating to a lot of men. And so here are all these powerful women now saying like, where are the powerful men that can like, like ravish me and take me and lead me. Um, but often what is happening inside of you, if you look really at the behavior you're showing is you're full of resentment, you're full of anger and you start to whine and complain. Basically, you start to connect to your unhealthy feminine. So I'm throwing in some terms here um, as masculine, feminine, you have unhealthy and healthy. You have this um, kind of shadowy characteristic, which is, is unhealthy pattern of the feminine behavior, which is, as I said, just like whining, complaining, judging, um, really being dragging someone down and making them feel small. Uh, now, this is not sexy, but then from that space, we're just waiting and expecting for the guy, the men to just take you, swoop you away and like be the masculine for you. But if you're being like that, who wants to actually protect, provide and show up and lead you if the only thing you're doing is judge, whine, complain, bring someone down, basically take them out of their power. And this is a very sad kind of dynamic that's happening and what I see a lot between men and women um, and especially women that uh, are really strong, independent, got their shit together, are smart, and there's nothing wrong with that. So don't get me wrong. Um, however, there is a way that you can soften and really be connected to your healthy feminine, which will invite the men naturally to show up 
to show up for you in all the different ways and he will want to lead you. Now, I won't go into how exactly to do that now because it's a very long conversation and actually it has nothing to do with words. This is where my work's, work kicks in, uh, which, yeah, my work is all about feminine embodiment, learning you to be a woman, like a true woman um, from an embodied space. That doesn't mean you're only connected to your feminine energy. That actually means you're connected to both your healthy masculine and healthy feminine. You know how to switch and flow between them very easily so you can play with that polarity within yourself, keeping your 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 inner kind of uh, marriage, your inner dynamic alive because you play between masculine and feminine within yourself, but also then are then able to use that principle anywhere else in your life. So in your business, in your relationship, in in anything else to basically keep the spark of life uh, on. And this is something that I go into and teach in the Reclaim Journey. So the Reclaim Journey is my group uh, group program, Feminine Embodiment Group Journey, where we go and dive into these topics of understanding your healthy and unhealthy masculine, healthy and unhealthy healthy and unhealthy feminine principles um, and start to explore, explore and experiment really embodying that. So instead of understanding it with your mind, so when I say embodiment, that means instead of understanding it with your mind, you instead learn with your body, learn by experience, learn by actually having the, having the felt sense, the felt experience of something. So your body, your cells, your system remembers what it's like and only from that space can you be fully true and authentic in whatever expression you decide to be in in that moment only from that space can you fully be um, this super powerful confident sexy receptive soft gentle surrendered open woman uh, in your feminine and also only from that space can you be truly confident full of direction full of motivation full of like this clarity, this presence and silence, the healthy masculine expression within your body. Um, and so if this resonates, if you're curious and wanting to know more about the Reclaim journey, then I invite you to reach out to me, to send me a personal message. I would suggest to do that on Instagram. So if you go to at Deketerville, D-I-E-K-E-T-E-R-W-E-E-L, and you just send me a DM with either reclaim or a heart or, hey, I listened to this podcast episode. This and this really inspired me, whatever you feel. But I invite you to be proactive. As I just said earlier on, we talked about being reactive or proactive. I invite you to be proactive. If you're feeling this intuitive call, this curiosity, something in you is like, hey, I want to know more. There's something here. Just reach out. You're not attached to anything. I love connecting with you. And yeah, otherwise what you can do is be reactive and wait until life pushes and forces you to learn these things. But that's often the more painful and uncomfortable route, actually. So I invite you to feel the uncomfortability right now. And at the same time, listen to that deeper part of you that's kind of like, oh, there's something here that's exciting. Uh, and with that sense, I invite you to my work. I invite you to the Reclaim journey. Um, and once again, send me a personal message and be surprised on what will naturally happen and open up from there. Because the fact and the beauty is that often when you decide to take some sort of action step, life supports you in that. And magically things will start to open up, whether that's the reclaimed journey or something else. But you have to put the energy there where you want 
life to take you, basically. So with those words, I'll end this podcast episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and I wish you a beautiful day. Bye.